talk show. Hi there, my name is Susie Warren-Smith and for the next 30 minutes we're going to be talking all things drink. Again, no food uh, in the studio. We do have a fantastic smell in the studio though and that is not my fellow presenter Jane Payton. <laughs> It is what we have in front of us. Hi, Jane, uh, one of the UK's leading experts on beer and cider. You're really good at sort of tasting stuff, you know, taste profile as a beer sommelier. And um, we've got tea. Oh, tea. We're doing tea, uh, which after last week's rather heavy whiskey session is rather welcome, I would say. Yes, we could have done with it last week. We could have done afterwards. Yes, that would have been very good. So we're going to be talking about a good old fashioned cuppa. We have two experts with us who've really spent a huge portion of their life in tea, and that's Nick Gandon and Nigel Abbott. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Now, before we talk about you and your businesses and what you do, we thought we should have a tasting while everything's hot. Come on, I'll just start with you, Nigel. What have I got in front of me? It's a real Earl Grey. So, proper Earl Grey, Mm -hmm. no milk. Uh, You can have it with milk if you like, but uh, you can have it black. And the smell is... You get that citrus, slightly but it's very subtle, perfumey, perfumey citrus, and um, oh yeah, mm. a very lovely, robust. Oh, God, I feel as though I'm at Le Mariage Frere in in Paris now. What's Le Mariage Frere? Oh, Tell it's me the about best it. Tea supplier of Paris, and they have humongous metal containers of tea, and they prefer them to you really and let you smell it just like yes. um, Nigel did yeah we've been to marriage for it. it's lovely yeah. there's yeah, it's not enough theatre about having tea or coffee really good point that they and there should be to it. I agree I agree because you know it's quite it can be quite high margin and yet you know at the end of a meal it's like do you want coffee or tea love and yet it can it could be a really good end to a meal and it shouldn't just be coffee either. There's some amazing teas. And bringing the lovely tea caddy to you with the tea, the loose tea, mm. yeah, and letting you smell it at the end of dinner, going, what are you in the mood for? And letting you look, and we've just seen the little, the flowers, the little purple corn flowers, cornflowers, yeah. with the loose leaf tea. And it is theatre. And it suddenly makes you think, ooh, I fancy that one. Ooh, no, that one. Yeah. Oh, let's have a tasting flight of three different teas. teas. Nice yeah. way to end a meal, I oh, think. Oh, yes. So we've got um, Earl Grey, not my favourite Earl mm. Grey. I just find it slightly too... It's very perfumed. Very. Mm. Whereas I like old Lapsong, oh, which is re- it's really smoky. Mm. And um, but but this is this is beautiful. Yeah, I mean I, I love Earl Grey, so this is this is my tea. But then so is Darjeeling, and so is Lapsang Souchong. Mm. Then I've, what else have we got? The red berry. So shall I taste this first or that one? What's that one? I would go with the red berry first. Red berry. Now, whenever I buy sort of... They're called infusions. This isn't mm-hmm. tea, isn't it? It's an infusion. It's not Camellia sinensis, no. No, we'll go on to that in a minute. <laughs> whenever I have it, it always seems so weak. Is it because yeah, I don't lo- infuse it for long really enough? fantastic smell, but then don't have the flavour to back it up. See, that has. Yeah. How long <laughs> did you brew that for? 
Uh, that'll brew for about four minutes. Four minutes. That's so, got some decent taste. Sometimes I put three tea bags to get a decent thing, and whereas this is straight away, it's lovely. Is it the fact that you've let it brew for so long that's bringing those flavours out it's in it? That, and quite honestly, it's the quality. It's quality, yeah. 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 When you buy better Some quality products. Some look like products. they're made out of sawdust. Yes. Don't they? So what <laughs> the are the berries in this one then? The, the red berry. What what berries are in it? Uh, well, so there's a mixture in there. There's uh, uh, there's rosehip, there's hibiscus. Um, there's going to be some uh, raspberry pieces. There's going to be some uh, orange peel and lemon peel. And then there's going to be an oil on there as well. Mm. And then it'll be the oil that's really giving the flavour mm. to it. And what's this one here? It's slightly... Um, it's that's licorice and peppermint. Licorice and peppermint, weird. Oh, that works really well, doesn't it? You get Is a really it? big hit of licorice. I was going to say, if you like sweet, that's that's the one for you. Well, that surprisingly goes with mint. It goes amazingly yeah. well because you get that huge licorice nose on it and then you taste it and you get... Whoosh, you get the mint of licorice, but then the mint... So it's got sugar in, in it? No. You're joking? No, 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 100% natural. So is that from the licorice? Yeah. Wow. That's great because what it does, you get that aromatic and, and flavour hit first up and then it disappears I really mid, like that mid palate and then it comes back right at the end I really I really mean? like that all yeah. there at the beginning then oh where's it gone and then comes back at the end it's sort of a, ephemeral in a way that might be my go to That I like that a lot <laughs> mm. what else we got uh, smelling tins here which this is what Great. we use on our market stall so we do our Moroccan mint blend which is uh, I do like a bit of mint here a, oh, a blend of spearmint and Chinese gunpowder oh. Oh, I love Chinese gunpowder. I love the way that it un unfolds, unfolds in, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. in wow. the water. That smells amazing. Oh, spearmint. <laughs> love it. But that's spearminty as opposed to mint. That's so wonderful. Mm. Well, if you do go to Morocco, though, I'm not, I don't like sugar with, with my tea, and they really sweet. They do, absolutely. So I have to yes. say um, sans sucre, because I don't speak Arabic. Mm -hmm. And obviously, by my accent, I don't speak French either. So <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> This is our breakfast blend, which after the mint is probably not the right way around to do it. But anyway, having oh. tasted them while they're all hot, which we will, big leaves as mm, well. which we will lovely big go leaves. back to. Let's start. Let's start with you, Nigel. You and Lenka mm -hmm. must make a uh, call out for Lenka. It's not just you. You discovered a famous high-grade type of Chinese green tea called Longjing. That's right, Long yeah. Long Longjing, and it's a Dragon Well. Yeah. So it's a famous Chinese tea, and we were originally buying teas through the Czech Republic. Mm. 50, uh, over 15 years ago, 15 years ago, and bringing them back in our suitcases. And um, But what we found, so we went to, we, the first farmer's market was in Chiswick in, up in London. But what we found was after a while that people, um, they did like a certain amount of green tea and oolongs and things, but they basically wanted their breakfast tea and their Earl Grey. So over time, we've been quite a long time, nearly 15 years now, we gradually shifted over. So we still sell green teas, but we've gradually shifted more to Earl Grey being our speciality and breakfast teas. And so basically mm. what you do is you only stock loose leaf tea. We do, yeah. Um, and I think that people who really appreciate tea, that's that's the way to do it, isn't it? Loose leaf tea mm. in a teapot. Mm. Give it a bit of... Absolutely. And and we blend and scent them ourselves. So so not all of them, but we, we do about six, seven house blends, the breakfast tea, which is smelled, and the Earl Grey, which we scent regularly. Yeah. And uh, uh, so we're not just resellers. We are, we're buying and, and blending and scenting. So. And uh, it says here in my little bit of research, 165 million cups of tea are drunk in Britain every day. That is a, an incredible statistic. Every day. It's uh, the second most often consumed drink in the world, tea is, after water, number one. Do you know what number three is? 
beer. Yeah, it is. I knew it would be. <laughs> I knew it would be. That's why you know it. Um, by comparison, coffee is about half as much. And uh, what a lot of people say is, still in the UK, a lot of tea is drunk at home. You are more likely to have coffee out. You know, go to a coffee shop for a coffee. Mm. But people like drinking tea at home. There's not such a great a range of tea available when you go out. Mm. Which is why no, I don't tend not. to have tea out. It's like, mm. that's just horrible. Yeah. And and it, it costs such a lot. You know, you're talking about £2.50 a cup. And it's like, no, 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 no. But I do think there's beginning to be more and more appreciation of proper tea, mm. loose leaf tea. Are you finding that, Nigel, in your in your? Yeah, yeah. we, we get people, markets. also since they discovered the plastic and tea bags, I've been getting yeah, people yeah. coming and say, oh, I don't want a plastic and tea bag. I'm going to give loose tea a go. So, uh, but yeah, we have found definitely there's there's more interest in loose tea. And and some, some of it coming from younger people now as well. That's more of a recent thing, but there are young people getting an interest mm. in it, which, which is great. So, so, yeah. so in your opinion, mm. how do you make a really good cup of tea? What's your what's okay. your little procedure, I'm, I'm, your personal one? I'm not very prescriptive when it comes to Earl Grey, but when it comes to breakfast tea, I am very prescriptive. Go on then, and go for every it. customer that comes to the store gets a lecture from me. <laughs> so I hope you're ready. First of all, to warm the pot. Uh, ideally, we recommend making it in a teapot if you've got one. Some people have um, these infusers, like little ball things, yeah. which are quite small, and I don't recommend using them because what happens is you put the, your tea leaves in and the, the, the tea leaves just expand and it doesn't brew properly. So those are uh, the ball things. It, so the water can't get round it. That's right. Yeah. The leaves okay. It's all right for things like peppermint or something where you need a very small amount of tea is enough. But if you want a good strong mm. cup of breakfast, save it for when you've got something flavoured or scented. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Where you want to, if you want a weaker yeah. cup, it's fine. But if you want a strong cup of breakfast, I think you said you like a strong you cup. Need a bit of swirling around. Yeah, you need a, ideally a nice teapot or a large infuser. We always begin by recommending to warm the teapot first thoroughly. Uh, so I, I, I tend to let the kettle boil. I might put a couple of inches in the bottom of the teapot. I put my Give it a swirly. Yeah, swirl it around. Does it feel hot? If it does, good. And then I pour that water into my teacup. And my partner's teacups to warm the cups as well. Ah. That's a little bit obsessive. You don't have to go, but it's all keeping everything hot, like the Chinese do when they make the dragon oil. Everything in China, they put boiling water onto the onto the teapots as well. They have a slatted tray to capture the water underneath. So everything's boiling hot, even if you're not using hot tea to make the actual tea itself. Everything around it. All the utensils are, are nice and hot to, to get started. Wow. Okay. So then, so we, so then, um, I recommend for breakfast. I recommend a, the what I call the granny method, which is a heaped <laughs> teaspoon per person plus one for the pot. And so then, then we, put, having done that, uh, so heaped, and then pour on your, uh, your water straight onto the tea, and I give it a stir. And then, if you can remember, we say to give it a stir halfway through, but a minimum of five minutes brewing. A minimum Five for minutes. this loose leaf tea. It's because it's a loose leaf tea. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. They're bigger leaves. It does need a bit longer to brew. But if you've heated everything else, mm. then it's not going to get cold. I mean, the reason why I don't really leave tea for too long is this, it's getting cold. Exactly. So, so what you're saying is if you're heating all that stuff up, you can get it really you can. dry. And it's that, still going to be piping hot. And that's why it's so important. Yeah. And, and the stirring helps a bit. I always stir before I pour it as well, if you can remember. God, you are obsessive, Nigel. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but the warming of the pot is, is the number really one thing cool. to keep it hot. Some people have a tea cosy, which is great. I've, I think I've lost. I think we <gasps> oh, used I remember those. Yeah, can you still get those? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, so I, I think you know somebody does crochet, one. get you to crochet, get them to crochet one. Milk or not milk? We we have our breakfast tea with milk, yes. Because if you're making it strong, ideally it's, it's it, goes, needs it needs just, that. Yeah, yeah it's I, nice to have milk. I can't drink breakfast tea without mm, milk. Yeah. I think it's just if, if you're having it very weak, then then you probably have you don't, need, it, don't yeah. need milk. And it's it's only we recommend something like a nice large leaf salon tea or something lighter tea, perhaps rather than a breakfast tea. But uh, and yeah. definitely not the milk in first. 
Definitely not. No, no, because again, so that's, that's a working cool class. Yeah. yeah, it's a working class thing. I that think it originally came out of wanting to crack the porcelain, or is that? I'm not sure. That's right. Something yeah, like that's that. Right. Um, mm. That's it. But, but so don't do that now. No. Anything that's cooling it down is, um, you know, not recommended. Basically. Yeah. Great. So that's your your secret mm. to perfect breakfast tea. Yeah. Cup of breakfast tea. Coming over over to you, Nick. Mm-hmm. You've got all these different things now, Mister Ames. That's not your name. No, it's not. So your it's name's not. Nick Gandon. That's right. So how? So what's the story behind the Mister Ames name? Well, the company I work for is uh, Reginald Ames, and Reginald Ames was uh, incorporated in 1909 by a chap called Mister Reginald Ames. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, the business has been a brokering and trading business all this time, and then with the advent of COVID. We started up Mr. Ames as a, as a retail brand. We needed to reach consumers direct rather than just dealing directly with uh, uh, food service. So presumably companies. that literally shut down overnight. Yeah, it did. It, it hurt, did. It yeah. did. Um, yeah, sales dropped by about two thirds. Wow. Um, so we had to do something to, uh, to, 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 to keep running. So we launched the, launched the brand. And what better name to give it than our company's namesake your, your company's namesake. Yeah. Now, we, we were also talking about, you know, the sort of fruit teas and whatever. Mm. Tea is tea. Because it's, what is the definition of tea as opposed to? I, I think know, it depends who you ask. Um, tea, Camellia sinensis. Uh, you have Camellia sinensis sinensis, and you have Camellia sinensis assamica. They're the and that's the bush, China variants. That's the they, bush. Yeah. yeah. So you've got the China variant, and then the uh, Assam variant. That's the leaf that will make any kind of black tea, green tea, white tea, oolong tea, yellow tea. And it's all from that same same all family of bushes. Same bush. Yeah. 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 And then you have fruit infusions and you have herbal infusions. So fruit infusions are like the red berry, the rose hips and hibiscus, ginger pieces, lemongrass, that sort of thing. Uh, herbals, where you've got chamomile, peppermint, licorice. But traditionally what is tea is actually from, you know, the camellia, sin- I can't even say it, sinensis. And that's the leaves of that. Uh, that's right. Which, so what happens then? I presume they get picked... Yep. Is there different grades? Uh, so so if it's picked at a particular time, you yeah. know, like olives where you get, you know, extra virgin olive oil because it's the first pressing or the same. Is, is it the same type of thing with so tea? So it depends on the country and the climate. Um, so India, Sri Lanka, China, they'll have a season. Uh, the season will start in our spring and go on to our autumn. Um, then in Africa, it's all year round. So you can, uh, you then have a, a, a quality of pluck. So the best quality of pluck is the bud and two leaves. That gives you the best quality of tea. So that's the top so it's bit, the, the newest, bit that you the can see, the newest, that's what I'm saying. The newest bit of growth. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. And that will, the bush will recuperate every three weeks, four weeks, and then that Keep. field will be plucked again. Yeah. Some estates will pluck further down, so it'll be a harder, harsher pluck, and they'll take four leaves, five leaves, six leaves, and with that you get a lot of stalk. And this so is why you have to do it by hand, not quality's by not as so good. So the quality starts dropping down. Yeah. Yeah. And does that just make it a bit more... Um, more harsh. Well, I was going to say harsh and probably not as tasty. Because no, that's it. All the flavour is in that leaf and yeah. the, the top leaves and the bud. So if I get like Thai food tea bags, mm-hmm. let's not denigrate Thai food, but you know, if I get a mass tea bag, what's in there? Do they... There'll be a lot of fibre in there, uh, which is the, the stalk. Right. Um, and less of the leaf. So if you go with a, a top-end brand, you'll be having the, the button two leaves in products. If you go for a supermarket red label or something that's cheap and cheerful, then it's a lot more stalk in there. And you'll get a lot harsher brew. It'll be a faster brew, so you'll be able to brew that in 30 seconds. If you brew it for longer than that, it'll be too strong. 
Yeah. Um, so basically what you're saying is it, it's a price issue. So yeah. if somebody hasn't got, you know, a great budget, then mm-hmm. obviously they're going to you know do that. And, and nothing wrong with that. No, but you can't, you, you know, you're not going to then brew that for five minutes because it would be horrendous. I would imagine more of the bitterness comes out the longer you, you brew it for, probably. Absolutely. The smaller the leaf, so yeah. with a paper tea bag, you'll have very small leaf particles in there. So that'll brew very, very quickly because you've got a larger surface area. The larger the leaf, the longer you need to brew it for to bring out all the flavour rather than bringing out all the bitterness. Yeah. So why is it all ground up, you know, as opposed to... For the tea bag market. All right, so so we're looking at Nigel's teas. I mean, Mm. you know their leaves. Okay, they've been dried, but you can see that they're leaves. You can see sort of where they come from. Are they just pounded up and they're almost like powders in a way? So originally, so what what Nigel has here is something called orthodox leaf, and that would have been the original manufacture from 100, 150 years ago. Yeah. Um, During the process, when you get to the sorting stage, you've got these big vibrating plates with holes in, and the smaller particles will fall through. So 150 years ago, those really small particles, they got thrown back onto the tea estates as fertiliser because they're excellent fertiliser to bring on a new crop. Then somebody actually started sampling to customers the large leaf in bags and those customers started putting those bags into their cups rather than emptying the leaf into the teapot, they put the bags into the cups. That was then the invention of the tea bag. What they discovered was actually the smaller the leaf, the faster that brewed. So they started putting in the smaller bits of leaf into tea bags because that could sell and make a bigger profit than it could do being used as fertiliser on tea estates. Now, however many years on, we have something called CTC, which is cut, tear, curl, and that's the process of manufacturing small particles of tea leaf without the large leaf. So there are now tea estates worldwide, lots and lots of tea estates, that only produce tea bag cut teas, and that is for the, the tea bag market. The tea bag market in the UK is still huge. But I think one of the reasons why we do this program, Jane, isn't it, is that you know a lot of people say, "Oh, well, you know, local food or sort of food is expensive," and then they go, "Yeah, but it's not. It's just nowhere near the same. It's a different thing. You know, you're not comparing like with like. No, it's quality. It's made in a different way. It's using the whole ingredients, isn't it, and not cutting corners. And that's what you pay for. And quality and the taste and flavours are much better. Yeah, you're absolutely right, uh, but. Just to be clear, even with CTC, you get a varying qualities. You have the supermarket bottom bottom rung. Um, and then, if I'm allowed to name the brand, you've got people like Yorkshire Tea right at the very top who are doing a fantastic job and promoting really good quality mm. CTC-style tea. Yeah. And then you go up Hot another Horses step. for courses. But to me, I mean, you've got a, a range of boxes in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got lemongrass and ginger, you've got chamomile, all those sorts of things. To me, this can be a really inexpensive luxury absolutely sit down in the afternoon don't always have breakfast tea with milk that that could be a real treat if you just if in the way that sort of nigel was explaining you know if you really take care to make it and it's beautiful and take a bit of a ceremony over it and a bit of time it can be an extraordinary luxury that for not much money Absolutely. I mean, for the price of two or three cans of Coke, you can have 20 Coke, or 30. That? <laughs> Mention that name on this program. You can have 20 or 30 really fantastic cups of tea. Mm. So, price wise, it, it just doesn't compare. Now, um, Nigel sells his loose. Yours uh, are in bags there, I think. That's right. What's largely this, pyramids. This, yeah. So, what's this thing about the pyramid versus the, 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 the tea bag? What, what, what's the well, difference? So, they're really a very good vehicle for transitioning people from a box standard tea bag to large leaf tea you're basically putting in the quality of a large leaf tea into the 
convenience of a tea bag. You have to make some cuts now and again. Yeah. So where Nigel has some very large leaf tea inside his breakfast tea here, we would probably need to use something slightly smaller to get it inside the tea bag, but it wouldn't be much smaller. So yeah, and then, then these tea bags are made of something called cornstarch, which is a compostable um, material. So you, yeah, you get you get the benefit of, of both worlds. But, but what's the, what's the difference between doing being a sort of triangular tea temple as a flat bag? Does it make a difference for the taste? Uh, it will do because of the space that it can move around in. So you've got a three dimensional shape with a pyramid or a tetrahedral, which is what they actually are. Yeah, there's a lot more room for the for the leaves to move around, and with the, that moving around with the agitation, that will brew much much better. With a flat tea bag, you haven't got much space, and you'll you'll see it if you brew a tea bag, pull the tea bag out and it's just swelled yeah. and that's it. So yeah. there's not much movement going on in there. But with these large leaf pyramids, there, there is. Nigel, um, so going back to you then, so if somebody comes to your, your, your stall on, you know, on the farmer's markets, you've got these tins here which yeah. they can buy. Can they buy it in any other type of thing? We don't sell it in the tins. We actually sell it in these pouches, ah, but we use the tins for to smelling. S- to smelling. So somebody can come and, and buy a pack. Now, buy we had a, a programme the other week, didn't we, on, on the Great Taste Awards, and this has got a Great mm. Taste Award. Yes, I noticed, we noticed. that. Yeah. Yes, which means it's excellent. And, um... and you were saying earlier that, that, that you actually select and you blend stuff mm. how do you i can sort of get it if it's um you know whiskey or gin and you're tasting and you're trying to get all your botanicals right is it the same with tea do, do you have a little bit of this and taste that and, and actually mm. you're blending and gradually working out what your premium taste might be certainly it took it took us a little while to get the balance right because you don't want it to be too strong the actual teas that you use um so can i just go, no. go back a mm. bit um if you don't mind yeah. nigel sorry to yeah, interrupt no. you. you'll get the leaves mm. will they be dried already oh yes yes so, yes so you'll get a different combination of leaves and then you'll go well i'll have a little bit of that in there mm. and a little bit of that and then write it all down to make sure That's you, right. you know yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. And then you'll you'll mix them all together and then have a have a few brews. Well, well, the old, the old to, grain, you know, to test it. Yeah, the, the breakfast tea. Um, we we use a, a few few different types of teas in there, and they're slightly different for the old grey. It's a different ones, and uh, but we also scent it as well. So we 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 mix the teas, or we and we, then we put them in the drum, and then we add an oil. We add the corn flowers, and then we it's a mechanical drum. Then we turn the handle of the drum, and it yep. mixes it all up, and then um, Bob's your uncle, and it's ready so to go. So what's the oils then? Is that it's again a, for, it's a, a flavouring? Ber- bergamot oil. It's yeah. Bergamot oil. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so yeah. you mm. you can use that to actually change the taste profile as well. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So yeah. That's what gives it the yeah. the, the old grey, the yeah. bergamot scent. And we yeah. add corn flowers. People often think they're bergamot flowers. They're not. They're corn flowers, and they're just for decoration. They're just to make it look pretty. That's bit like me oh, i'm wearing my jewelry hoping that'll make a difference which it doesn't um so, so um Nige, uh, nick for, so for yours do you actually blend teas as well or, or do you so you might have a i don't know a, a sort of chain of coffee tea shops mm. who say we, we, we would like to have our own brand name we would like you to make tea for us would they come yeah. to you and, and, and they'd say like we want four different teas blah, 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 and we want these particular taste profiles is that the sort of thing that you would do where they'll come to you Absolutely. You'll start experimenting on yeah, taste, yeah, yeah. seeing what they like. Um, so Reginald Names, the parent company, uh, blends four or five tonnes a week uh, wow. of tea. And that'd be uh, breakfast teas, our grey teas, um, fruit infusions, uh, herbal infusions, all, all sorts, all sorts. For, for other clients? For other clients, That then get yeah. branded as theirs? Absolutely, oh, yeah. Okay. And, and we'll do the full packing. So for some customers, they just want to blend. Some of them want a blend of loose leaf packed into one kilo bags or 50 gram loose leaf. Others want it packed into pyramid tea bags 
or even square paper tea bags or, yeah. or tag and string tea bags even. And then you'll even package them up with their brand yep, on we'll for them. we'll package them up with their brand. We'll source all the packaging for them. And then uh, they'll pretend the it's theirs. Oh, cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gives them the opportunity to focus on what they're good at, yeah, which of is course. The, the marketing. And the, and and the, the serving side. The serving side. Of yeah, it. Absolutely. yeah, yeah, brilliant. So any, any um, sort of large organisation that's in that sort of food service thing can come to you guys and work with you to develop their own absolutely. tea offering. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's our real USP. Yeah. Yeah, but in terms of your Mr. Ames brand here, mm-hmm. which is your own, c- can um, consumers buy that direct? Yeah, they can buy it on our uh, website. Um, so we'll give a link to that, don't yep, worry, on foodtalk.co.uk. Uh, <laughs> food um, so you can buy those um, yep. individually. Because I do find that when you go to supermarkets, there are some different teas, but I just don't find them very good. <laughs> yeah, They say they're premium teas, but I just don't think they're premium enough away from the high-end tea bag. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. think there's enough of a difference to justify the price. Yeah, I think I think with a supermarket, obviously you, you you've got to give them a margin. Yeah, of course. If you're selling it off your own website, you, you yeah. don't have that. So part of the premise of the brand, we wanted to provide something that was really good value for money. Yeah. We wanted to break down these barriers to get people trying something that was better quality. Yeah. Without risking all all, all the money in their pockets. Yeah. Especially at the moment. That's great. Any final comments on on we should do tea more? We should honour it more, really. I think so, because um, I think you said earlier, we talk about the ceremony and the ritual. And I, at home, I always have a tea bag, uh, sorry, a teapot. And I drink out of China, a China teacup and saucer. And um, just the thickness of the vessel that you're drinking out of makes all the difference to the experience of drinking which is why you should always drink i mean coffee i have in a mug but tea needs to be in thin china for me really mm. and a teapot and Do you just put th- your little finger up in the air when you drink <laughs> <laughs> I put my finger up in the air when i drink pints of beer probably by pa <laughs> you tell posh bird aren't i from your no um it's just this makes tea difference. i adore tea and i adore the ritual and the afternoon tea and the whole Mm. I'd love to do tea ceremonies like the Japanese do here. We should do that. We need to revere yeah. tea more. Yeah. Nick, you need to set that up. Absolutely. That yes, a, leave it with me. Get a, get a thing going on. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, um, unbelievably, we're at the end of the show again. Um, Favourite tea, just to, to finish on, Nick, of, of the Reginald Ames, which is your favourite? Of, of Reginald Ames. Of yours, yeah. Uh, of Reginald Ames, it have to be something called Tikuan Yin, which is a Chinese oolong. Chinese oolong. What's that? Uh, a curled up leaf, quite similar to the gum powder yep. appearance, um, but a very smooth, buttery flavour. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. And and Nigel, uh, you've been all around the world uh, sampling tea. Favourite of yours? Um, I think I still like Burgundy the Dragon is. Well. Uh, it's a okay. great it's, it's a great green tea. But I, I our breakfast tea is that's our go to. I'd say most that's of your favourite. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, so I would urge anybody listening, if you've you know if you're a bit of a fan of the Yorkshire tea bags, nothing wrong with that, or you've been using some fraps, you know, right down the other end. Of the tea bag, why don't you give um why don't you get yourself a little teapot and and uh, give yourself a little bit of experiment? Not expensive. Do that in the afternoon. We'd highly recommend it, wouldn't we, Jane? Oh, definitely. Very, very good. Thank you so much to Nick Gandon of Reginald Ames and Nigel Abbott of Bergamia Tea. Um, thank you so much for bringing all that stuff for us to taste. That's marvellous. 
and we will make sure there's links so that you can access them but basically it's definitely worth getting a, a load online and stocking up because it will keep for a long time so that's all good you've been listening to the food talk show and we're syndicated now to radio stations all across the UK and further afield. Do you know, Jane, we're getting more and more people um, asking to syndicate the programme. That's fantastic. Yeah, more and more and more, which is great. We need to go on tour then, don't we? Well, we, we, we like to give this content away for free. So if there's any radio stations out there who'd like to fill a half hour each week, the more people that can listen to the fantastic guests we have, the better. I agree. Cost you nothing, just ask. And, uh, well, in fact, if you just contact, contact us on hello at foodtalk.co.uk, we'll be very happy to make sure it's available on your radio station too. Other than that, of course, you can get us on Audible, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes and the podcast app on your phone. Thank you so much to my fellow presenter, Jane Payton. Thanks, to Jane. Another good bit of tasting going on. And our lovely partners, the people at Produced in Kent. Um, I hope you have a jolly good week. And don't forget, we've got 400, I think, podcasts, uh, which we've recorded every week for the last six weeks on Food Talk. Last six weeks? Last six years on foodtalk.co.uk. Check them out and have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye.